1: Over the last handful of days, we've talked about all the concerns facing the Bulls from coaching to players to play style. Today, I want to talk about why one of the biggest concerns I have with the Chicago Bulls may be why their future looks so bleak to some people. We're going to get into that, plus the mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bull Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you can follow the channel at Bull Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, I know the mailback episode is late today, but I've been taking care of business. We just did Bears Central. It's been an exciting time over in Chicago Bears land. If you guys are Bears fans, make sure you go check out Chicago Bears Central. It's basically the Bears' version of this show. With that being said, and joined by C-Dub and Bobby from the Cognac Boys. But with that being said, I want to talk about one of the concerns. And so I've talked about, you know, concerns with the players, concerns with the roster, you know, concerns with the construction, uh, the the front office, the head coach. But I want to talk about why one specific kind of failure, concern or question mark with the Chicago Bulls team may be the one that, that really makes it the most bleak that we could is that it's the lack of development. Here with the Chicago Bulls, and you know, I know a lot's been made this offseason by me, other Bulls content creators, of the Bulls hiring Peter Patton as their head of player development, right? A sh- former shooting coach who's worked with Luka Doncic, work with you know some of the the best European players. We also brought in a shooting coach last year and sent him down uh, to the Windy City Bulls to help develop there as well. But we have now a head of player development, and I've been you know consistent in telling you guys don't expect it to have its effect right away, right? We're looking at a year, two years, maybe maybe even three years before we really start seeing the benefit of what a development coach is, just having somebody who's just focused on development and how that helps change kind of the future, uh, correct some things with some players, right? The shot motions, things like that. But the reason why I think that the lack of development that we've seen here, and while some of it absolutely is on the players, right? I'm not taking away the player's personal responsibility, especially with a player like Patrick Williams to have the mindset, but while why development has been so hard for this team is that we do not have a head coach that right now their priority is on development if they even can develop players right Billy Donovan is trying to win basketball games it's basically what we've done since we made the midseason trade for Nikola Vucevic it's all been around winning winning now and some could say that even the move for Billy Donovan and bringing him to this team with his history and things like that pointed towards this team going more win now when that did happen right but when you don't have solid consistent development for a team, it really makes it for a team on top of that that has not ever really been a team that are, that's attracted big-name free agents, right? Outside of DeMar DeRozan, our biggest free agent acquisitions were Carlos Boozer and Pau Gasol. We just typically don't make the big-name free agent acquisitions, and because we haven't been a destination like that, the Bulls don't have or at least that history. Maybe things change at some point, but we don't have the history that some teams have where a, a marquee free agents want to go to that team winner loop right and so development it puts a priority on not only drafting smart but also developing and getting the most out of those players that you draft right and even developing players that maybe you don't draft if you sign a younger player that's like Alonzo Ball right who still had some things to develop on his game that he could have refined his game even more unfortunately he got hit by injury right so you know that's why that didn't happen but even if you do get, uh, if you become a team that Trades for the younger players, right? If you do decide to move on from voot Zach Levine, Demar, whoever it is, you still development is still a thing that has to be a big concern with this team, and that's why it's one of the most important aspects of the Bulls' present and future. Because even if some, if some Bulls have their Bulls fans have their way, and this Chicago Bulls team blows up their roster, right? Gets worse, gets young talent back. Their draft picks become more, more of are uh, higher in the in the lottery, whatever it is. If you do not have a team that's good at developing talent, yeah, you can you can get lucky and get a guy that regardless of whatever is just ready-made then, but like, still you're going to eventually hit that wall when it comes then to developing around that guy, right? To avoid yourself from being stuck in the, in in a place always where, hey, if you do have a player that just comes in, turns into a superstar, guess what? Once you start making the playoffs, development becomes a priority again there to build the team around that star, whoever you do get. Development has to be a priority for the Chicago Bulls team, and while we have Young players, and, and AK is drafted like a team that has good a good development history, right? When you look at AK getting Patrick Williams, right? Yes, Patrick Williams is already shooting up that draft board, but a player that we all knew was extremely raw, was not a starter in college, right? And I'm not as big of, of a proponent against that as some people are opponent, I guess is the better word, uh, against that as some people where they have this whole thing, well, why would you draft Patrick Williams and he never started? Not really worried about that. Zach Levine didn't start very many games either in 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 college. Don't even know if he was a starter. But with that said, like, development becomes that. You got Patrick Williams, a player that we knew was raw, that was coming in. You didn't develop it. Marco Simonovic, it may get to the point where Marco just isn't good. It is what it is. I do think that, you know, he had some things that could have been developed out of him. But, okay, move on from Marco. He's bad. He's going back over to Europe. No team in the NBA really tried to get him. We'll see if he comes back in a couple of years, right? Io DeSumo, a player that... a a older player in college so yes you don't expect to need to do as much developing with him but he came in made a name for himself being that that guard that defensive nightmare he made a name for himself he had that skill that billy donovan absolutely trusted right and then that defense but again a player that showed some things offensively and not only have you not put him in proper situations in the in in the game that were not proper but you haven't put him in situations that best fit his offensive skill set again Fourth, fifth option on offense is not about getting Io DeSumo uh, a scoring, right, get him going scoring-wise. But at the end of the day, you haven't developed that, right? You get another player with tons of upside but very raw in Daylon Terry. Haven't seen any type of development. Uh, the shot's gotten better, right? But, again, we haven't seen him a lot to know what the development path has been for him. You get Julian Phillips in here. You get Adama Sanago, who, again, is older or on a lot him who hopefully doesn't need that much development but we're a team that you always have question marks about these younger players that we that we bring in not only because Billy Donovan doesn't really use a lot of younger players unless like Io they have a skill that they can that he absolutely needs in, in being a defensive beast right but it raises that question that the the future of this team no matter what path it goes to development has to be a part of it and hopefully the Bulls have now corrected that with bringing in Peter Patton as their their head of player development hopefully that does a good job at it but i'll tell you what practice and stuff like that training develops you some but you still have to have a coach that still trusts that and so you know hopefully the young players they play good enough they bring enough in training camp that billy donovan has to use them but right now the a huge concern around this team is development and that's going to continue to be a question and that's always going to be in question until you start developing people you know some teams that have good history and people almost just assume that they're going to do pretty good at developing the spurs even the toronto raptors to a degree right have done pretty good at developing players to a certain point now they they have a bunch of players that are waiting to get over a hump much like we do but again some of these franchises develop their players and you can bet on that the bulls don't have that history at least not recently so until the Bulls correct that or this team takes a drastic turn or makes a, a huge trade or acquisition that some of us just don't see or expect, it's always going to be a little bleak here around Chicago because they need to fix their, develop, their development issues. And until they do, hey, you're always going to have that question. But, you know, that's kind of my thought process. I do also want to talk about the Hall of Fame ceremony last night. We had two former Bulls go in and Pau Gasol. Dwayne Wade and while you know Dwayne Wade specifically his time here as a bull is not one that I look on fondly or whatever he's even basically joked now how he used that time to basically recruit Dwayne Wade to the Miami Heat I hate that I hate that right but it is what it is there ultimately I will say this is that it's it's good to see players experience the thrill of March Madness if you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Celebrate. The men and women that were celebrated last night that absolutely deserved to get in the Hall of Fame. You cannot take that away. Um... And it's just it's special, especially when it's a player like we're, start, we're. I'm now in the area where the players that are retiring, I can say that I got to see their whole career from start to finish, right? And be aware, right? And be an avid basketball fan, like for the Michael Jordan when he was retired. Like, of course, I know the three P, but I wasn't really until I wasn't really a huge Bulls fan to where I was like old enough and paying attention enough to the game until I really appreciated that second three P, right? And so it just. It, it it It's for me personally, as a basketball fan and as a sports fan, it's just it's a different level now of understanding and appreciation when it's players that i have seen since they started playing in college, right? Some before then that I've seen that are now getting into being in retirement and I've gotten to say I've literally watched their whole entire career and rooted against especially like Dwayne Wade with the Miami Heat rooted against them for a long time, right? I loved them when they won that first title in. what was that oh six I think. Um, loved that team, but then once the Heatles came together and they were the Bulls' rivals, it was it was different. It was different money, right? But it's just good to see, man, and hats off to the men and women who were retired, rightfully so, last night and get their names put in that Hall of Fame. But okay, enough of the mushy stuff. Let's go ahead and get it. We got two voicemails today. Let's get into those. This first one, this one's from Kelder.
2: Hey, it's Kelder with a not-so-casual take. Um, I think the Bulls had chemistry problems last year. Hey. I think they did. Um, there's the stuff that got out, like Zach Levine getting yelled at at halftime of that game. Zach Levine getting benched. I think Zach had some max player syndrome in him, and he wanted to be treated like a LeBron or you know a Kobe or something like that. And he's not. He's just Zach Levine. And he does not want anything. I think that caused some friction in the locker room. I think Bucci really wanted to get paid, and his role caused some friction in the locker room. Kobe White wanted to get paid. You know, he's going to do what he wanted to do. Um, Dale and Terry probably just annoyed everybody by dancing and stuff. And, you know, just drove all the older guys crazy. DeMar wants to get paid. Probably That's why he took every shot he could in the fourth quarter to prove that he wanted a bigger deal. Um, Patrick Williams is probably actually, to give the guy credit for the first time I've ever done, was the only guy who played his game and didn't try to do too much. Um, maybe for a contract. I don't know. What do you think? Um, do you think? Billy took the fall for a lot of player drama, controversies, not controversy, but chemistry issues. Because the games they lost show a lack of chemistry and trust in each other. Um, when you lose that many close games, this um, I I really hope you answered this one. I really do because that was a darn good question. Have a great day, and I'm done calling for the weekend. Bye. And all
1: I have to say is he said not so much of a casual take, and then sit there and proceeded to give one of the most casual takes possible in the game of basketball. And what I mean by that is when people try to turn sports into your male soap operas. That, like, nothing that you mentioned is anything different that happens on any other team. It just, of course, gets out a little bit more when it's seen during a game and the team is losing. It's nothing. I don't know if Kelder ever played sports. I don't know. But, like, to say that Zach Levine had some of the the soup, the, the max player, no, that that's just not Zach. I do think that Zach holds himself to a different level and standard, which he should. I also do think that Zach does have a level of pride, but it's no different than any other team, right? And and then to say, like, Vooch wants to get paid, like, and to point to that towards it being some cause of friction, Vooch is one of the most chill guys in the game of basketball. Yeah, he's going to want his respect. It's not like, hey, I'm just going to take whatever deal you offer me. No, no player should do that. You should know your value. And then DeMar, listen, DeMar is nothing. And While I have my issues with DeMar DeRozan as a, as sometimes with some of the things he does on the basketball court and with some of the places he falters at, right? Which is, Comment of any team that you root for DeMar DeRozan is the most stand-up guy in the game of basketball almost Kelder you delivered a casual take again and this is why I call you casual Kelder because trying to like drum up some storyline to say that the Bulls had on-court chemistry issues at times that's valid right and I do think that by the skill level and some of the roster makeup that that's very valid but to then try to drum up all these storylines. Come on, bro. Let's stop making sports uh, soap operas. Let's let's stop doing that. Let's actually talk about the game. Right? That's what I got to say. And that's not to say let's not talk about when there is friction and stuff. I just don't get that vibe. This Bulls team, I think, really does enjoy each other. And while I do think that Zach Levine gets too down on himself or on the refs, let the refs get in his head, he does get down on himself. He starts throwing the, the pouty body language out there and stuff. And I do have an issue with that game to game. I don't think Zach Levine is all of a sudden this locker room, like, I've seen other Bulls fans, like, oh, he's had beef, whatever. Like, come on, shut the fuck up with that. Not you, Kelder. That's the side stuff that I've seen uh, on social media. But, you know, we got to just get off that. Like, we that like, grown-ass men gossiping all the time and turning sports into soap operas is weird to me. But, all right, let's
0: get into the next voicemail. This one's from Chuck What's up, Hayes? Look, I know this is a stupid question to ask you, and I know you're probably going to laugh, and you're probably not even going play to play this on the mailbag episode, but, you know, I always make my characters on my, uh, and my, my players positions based off of what the Chicago Bulls need because I always make them Chicago Bulls players. I was thinking, what position do you think the Chicago Bulls need the most when it comes to imp- improvement and one that could potentially start? Do you think it's point guard, shooting guard, small forward, or power forward? or maybe center, because I'm torn between the point guard and the small forward and the center, because DeMar DeRozan, you all know, he's going to come back next year. And Usovich, although he is good, he is getting up there in age because he's around the same age as DeMar DeRozan. But we still kind of need that point guard. I was wondering, I was wondering, asking you this question, what do you think I should make my 2K character based off the position that the Chicago Bulls need? I'm not saying off of what, Position I'm comfortable with because I'm comfortable with playing all the position. But based off what the Chicago boys need, what do you think I should make my my career player? Anyway, tell me what you think. Sorry for asking you this crazy question, but I really wouldn't know. Would like to know what position do the Chicago boys need to improve? And I want to know what position that my player should look to make when I want to start him and start lineup. Anyway, tell me what you think. Please.
1: What position do the Chicago Bulls need the most? Great question, uh, Shay. I'll say point guard still. And I, I know we got Javon Carter, and I think Javon Carter is going to do a damn good job for the Chicago Bulls if he does win that starting point guard position. But I think having a a a point guard that understands how to run a system that the other players are going to respect, that's going to tell players to get other places, that's also basically if we had a healthy Lonzo Ball back, it's completely – I think this team, we look at this team completely different because Lonzo Ball helped fill so many of the gaps that came with this team. Three-point shooting, we had that. We didn't still have it at the level that we needed to make us a modern team, but he had us covered on that, right? Getting out in transition, the the defense, like being the anchor there and help helping getting players easy buckets on the other side, like all that stuff, that was a fun time. And I still think the point guard is the biggest uh, position of need for the Chicago Bulls. I understand what you're saying with Vooch being older, DeMar DeRozan also being older, you know, needing a three. I do think that as much as a point guard that would change the team, I do think having an actual three and D wing, uh, that is solid, It's very switchable on, on defense, even though they may not score as much as DeMar, I think that that would have a huge impact for this team and this roster also. But, you know, ultimately I'm going to still say point guard. I think I'm going to go point guard and say point guard's the biggest need for the Chicago Bulls. But great question from Shay. Everybody sound off down below. Let us know what you think is the biggest position we need for the Chicago Bulls. But that's my time for today. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag episodes, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys and like I like, to, in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See red right if you can, y'all. Peace.
0: This has been a presentation of the Break, Break Media. Break.